When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter out here in Thousand Oaks uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Rams joint practices. Um, practice has been over a little bit. I wanted to work the phones, talk to a couple people, get some analysis, <clears throat> excuse me, on a couple things that I thought I saw, but I did not want to present it to you um, until I was just I wanted to get some confirmation on some things I saw. This is going to be a very in-depth podcast. It was a very valuable, um, a very valuable um, joint practice. The Raiders, um, well, I'll get more into that with you today. Secondly, I saw something that I, I wasn't expecting to see, but is gigantic. And I think it is going to set a message um, for what we're going to look for tomorrow. So I thought it was just, it was an outstanding practice. Um, I think it was outstanding for both teams. I don't think anything last week good came out of it for San Francisco. Um, I do think some things came out good for both teams today. So let's start by talking about some particular players, talk about some particular things I saw that stood out to me. And then I want to end it with the gigantic thing that I saw that I think uh, all of Raider Nation um, can be super encouraged by. Um, it was something that in my four years of covering the Raiders, I've never seen. And it's a another step down the road of building a, a foundation for a championship program. First, let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought Jimmy had a good day. I don't think he had a great day, but I think he had a very good day. Um, he connected with Philip Dorsett on a long touchdown. There was a it was over 70 yards. Brian Hoyer had a big one to Philip Dorsett. He caught it, and eventually when he went to the ground, um, he was down for a little bit, but he was up. He got back up. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, again, thought he had a good day. I give him a solid B-. minus. Um, I thought Brian Hoyer had a really good day. Gave him a B-. minus. And uh, I thought Aiden O'Connell had a uh, a really good day. I'd give him a C plus. So I thought the Raider quarterbacks all did well. Um, Philip Dorsett looked extremely good. Um, Jacoby Myers, well, y'all know it, Jacoby. How do I want to word this? You know, he's had a great camp. So I don't have any expectations of Jacoby now. We know we're going to get. Uh, but I want to talk about Devontae. Now, I had told you that he was fine, and uh, but we wouldn't see him in any of the, you know, 11-on-11s in um, joint practices. We're not going to see him in any games. We're still not going to see him in any games. But he played today because he wanted to. He was fine, but he wanted to. And, and he went in there and, and, and talked to his coaches and – he made it abundantly clear they were re they were ready to just say, "Hey, take a seat and relax." 
you know, you don't have to get in the 11 on 11 drills. Nope. He wanted nothing to do with that. He's a straight baller. He's a football player. He wanted it and he got it. And he's Devante. No one can cover him. No one on the Raiders can cover him. No one on San Francisco could cover him. And no one on the Rams today could cover him. He does whatever he wants. In fact, today they're on two separate fields. And uh, I tried to stay in as close as I could in the middle so I could watch a play on defense, watch a play on offense. Because when Max Crosby is on one field and Devontae Adams is on the other, neither one of them can be – both of them do whatever they want to do. We'll talk more about Max in a minute. But uh, I wanted to talk about that. Next, I want to talk about Tyree Wilson. You may have saw my tweet this morning, taken off the pup list. He was back. He was in practice today. You can go to Twitter – um, and check out my account at Hondo Carpenter at H-O-N-D-O-C-A-R-P-E-N-T-E-R. And I put, I think, seven videos up today. Not all of them of Tyree, but you'll see a lot of Tyree. By the way, I should probably welcome you to the Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. It's part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Thanks for being with us. I'm, I'm so sorry. What kind of a host am I? I just literally didn't even welcome you. But thank you, everybody, for being here. Don't forget the subscribe buttons. Get on there, subscribe, and we're going to keep this going. So those two are so good <clears throat> that no one blocks them and and or no one stops them. I mean, Devontae, you guys have heard me say this before. If Devontae's out there, um, he's got to be your first choice. Now, I want to talk about today because I watched really close. They worked red zone a lot. Um. And the Raiders' defensive line, by the way, let's just go there first. The Raiders' defensive line was good all day. Just good all day. Every one of them was good. I didn't see one guy that I thought, oh, that wasn't real good. No, they were all good. I'm going to get into some specifics in a minute. But uh, if you look at the San Francisco success and the and the Raiders' success, Raiders won it. Um, I think they had better red zone, but it was not perfect at all. But I also want to address this because I heard some media on the sidelines, particularly one national media member, talking about the Raiders red zone, you know, not looking good or being, I don't remember if he called it vanilla or boring. But the problem is, is that they were not going to show anything new on film and they weren't going to show it with people there. The Raiders were very boring or vanilla or whatever the word the guy used. It's because they weren't going to show it. They wanted to get red zone work, and they did. And they, but they, they were very vanilla. I would have not used the term boring. I would have used vanilla, very, very vanilla, and still had more success than the Rams. So that was interesting to me. Uh, Matt Stafford looked really good, especially on outside corners. Terrifically good on the outside corners, but the problem was is the Raider defense. Uh, defensive line had pressure. There were several times <clears throat> there were, I, I don't remember now if it was four or five times where Max had a sack, but obviously he's not hitting Matt Stafford and three or four of those Matt after, you know, Max was right there, just stepped up and threw the ball. So you can count that as some success, you know, cause technically he did throw it and technically it was caught, but if he would have been able to get hit, it would have been a sack. So, uh, again, I thought in the red zone, the Raiders were better. One-on-one -on -one drills, I thought the Raiders were better. Now, kind of like the first San Francisco, it was not a dominant. It was by the defensive line. It was by Max. Obviously, he's on the D-line. And it was by Devontae, Philip Dorsett. But um, 
that's not to say that the Rams didn't get their victory. Quite frankly, after one practice, um, I think the Rams look a lot better than San Francisco. But that's all another story for another day. Um, anyways, there were some things I, I wanted to talk about and get to. Dylan Parham was held out. Um, so was Nate Hobbs and Chandler Jones. There were some others, but I specifically want to talk about those three. None of them were there. So the Raiders didn't have their starting defensive line. <clears throat> they didn't have one of their starting corners. And, you know, they didn't have one of their starting offensive linemen. So I think that's important. Now, Aaron Donald was there, but didn't play. He, he's one of the best ever, not just now, but ever for the Rams. So, I, but I think those are no, there were other guys out, but like Tyree Wilson didn't do any of the, any of the major reps. He was out there on the field. He was doing some one-on-ones and some other stuff, but you know, and you, and you expect that. I, I laugh because I told everybody that he would be back. And then um, I tweeted out, or I wrote in a story or I said in a podcast, I don't remember now, uh, that he even jogged a little on Sunday at the game. People, no, he didn't. He was limping. Yes, he did. I watched him with my own eyes, and he wasn't limping. So, anyways, uh, but he was there, and it looked good. You know, again, you, no flashes. It's 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 one. It's just working with his teammates. But he certainly looked very good. Um, I mean, and when I say that, you say, "How does he look good when it's just him and his teammates?" I, I mean, physically, he's a specimen. He's a specimen. I mean, he clearly is muscles and big. So I'm not trying to imply that he's underweight. But he looks like a safety. Uh, I'll give you a great example. And a lot of you are too young to remember this. But when Jimmy Johnson rose up from the ranks, most people don't know he was at Oklahoma State. And what he, what he did is he was really the first coach to embrace speed. And so he didn't have traditional defensive lines. He would take big linebackers and make them linemen. So if you were a, a big defensive end, you became a tackle. If you were a big linebacker, you became a defensive end. If you were a big safety, you became a linebacker. If you were a big corner, you became a safety. And then, you know, corners were corners. And Jimmy, that's how he got the job at Miami. And, uh, uh, Miami of Florida. He goes to the Hurricanes and does an amazing job there. Then he goes to Dallas, does the same thing. Speed, speed, speed. Listen, uh, Tyree is everything you want in a defensive end. But he looks like a big safety or a big linebacker. I mean, he's felt. He looks like a piece of granite. So when I say he looked good, it isn't like he flashed against a Colton Miller I don't mean it that way. He just looks the parties in great shape, and uh, it he visibly brought energy to his team. They were all excited to see the rook out there. And at matter of fact, at one point, um, I think it was Max Crosby's like, "Where's the rook? Where's the rook?" So it was good to have him out there and to see him. Now I want to talk about um, Jacoby Myers for a minute because I I, I keep telling you how great of a camp he's having. So they're doing some seven-on-seven seven drills today and some one-on-ones. And I've always respected Jacoby as a great receiver and a great guy, by the way. And he went up in the air like a ballerina. 
but kept his feet on the ground. It was like a body movement. So he got the defensive back to twist and then he turned his body to, and then used his butt like a big center. Um, I don't know how, I know most of you are not this, this old to remember, but one of the things that made Dennis Rodman a great rebounder um, was he had the ability to use his butt to move people, which you're not going to get called for a foul for. And he uh, has that ability, Jacoby Myers, to use his butt as a weapon and to just push guys. So he gets a receiver off, then he turns his body, uses his butt, just knocks the receiver down. I mean, and I today there were two particular plays in where I was just in like, wow. And he's special. And when you got a Devante and you're WR2, it would be a WR1 on just about any other team. That tells you how special uh, he is. Now, it is fun to watch the Rams stop to watch a Max Crosby and a Devante. That's pretty cool. They have a lot of respect for him, and they should. Now, I want to talk about um, Matthew Stafford for a minute. I know he's not a Raider, but he had a good day. But he's a great quarterback. And and I've always known, in the interest of fair disclosure, I know Matt. I respect him a lot. Um, so I, I'm not I'm not saying that to be braggadocious. I'm just saying because you may choose not to take all of my opinion. Um which is fine but because I admit that I, I know him and I like him. But Matthew, just the way he looked and the way he would look guys off and throw the ball the other place and hit the outsides, he was very impressive today. But again, um, they didn't still didn't have a ton of success because of the defensive line. So when's the last time you had a quarterback that maybe was eating alive the Raiders' defensive backs on the outside but um, if it was a game, he would have been neutralized a little bit because of the play of the defensive line. So, I that, that again, you may remember I talked to you about being analytical. That's where my being analytical comes into play. Um, I want to talk about Sam Webb because this kid, you know I had him on my projected 53 um, coming into camp. I don't know that he's going to be on there when I do my last projected before the team releases theirs, I think his job is certainly in jeopardy. Um, but he just keeps making plays. So there was another one today where a ball gets tipped. Now, Sam shouldn't have made a play, but somehow, some way he was able to twist his body. I mean, twist it like a gymnast set his feet and take two steps of acceleration and get the ball. It's just one of those athletic plays that I know the coaches, it's going to stand out when they go and they look at it. They're going to be like, wow. And it, and they should. And so, man, the, the kid is a scrapper. And if he doesn't make the roster, they're going to have to protect him and keep him. But that young man, I was very impressed with with two plays today and both of them, you know, one of them, um, like the interception, I mean, that was phenomenal. And then another was another play that he had where his body was out of position a little bit, but 
he was able to correct it and make the play. And I, I thought it was very fascinating to watch. Another guy I've got to talk to you about, um, Jordan Willis. I mean, you guys know uh, I interviewed him the other day in the locker room after the game. He had some plays where he was relentless and forced the quarterback to do some things in the ball game that he didn't want to do that are never going to show up in the stat sheet. There was one today where he was relentless. He forces a fumble in on the quarterback, and the Raiders get the ball. And I'm just telling you, he's one of those guys. Now, when you look at him, the Raiders are going to probably carry four defensive ends, maybe five, but four probably. You know Max Chandler and Tyree are in. So is Malcolm competing, Koontz, with him? Would they keep them both? I just don't think they would keep them both. They might, though. I mean, I'm not saying officially they won't. I don't believe that they've made any decisions yet. Um, in fact, I talked to Josh McDaniels today about um, guys on the bubble. And he goes, well, you know, we really don't have a bubble. Well, and he didn't lie. But, okay, we know Chandler, Tyree, and Max are going to make it. So if you're taking four DEs, then you know that somebody's on the bubble because you got more than that. You got more than one left. I know what he meant, but I'm just putting it a little bit in perspective. By the way, I apologize again. I'm not shaving, but I want to get this information out to you right away. So forgive me, please. Um, But I thought Jordan Willis, again, just he just keeps making relentless plays. He does not take a playoff. And I, I told you the defensive line all looked pretty good, and they did. But he really stood out with that. Next, I want to talk to you about turnovers. Now, the Raiders did not get as many turnovers today as they've wanted and as they have in joint practices against the against the Niners. And but they still got turnovers. Not it wasn't like they're I I I think I had them at three or four when you count fumbles that I saw. But there's also a couple of reasons for that. Number one, Matthew Stafford's better than any quarterback on the 49ers. Now, Stetson Bennett uh, had a couple of interceptions. Um, I think you could see in that kid, he's got a little bit of flash, and he should have. He's a two-time national championship with the Georgia Bulldogs. But um, I think he's got a good future. But I don't think he looked as good as Aiden O'Connell. I don't even think it was close. And um, But still, um, I think that's a big reason. Second of all, there was some more vanilla today. Um, you could tell they wanted to work on base. So maybe there wasn't as many of adjustments. Um, and again, they don't game plan per se, but they are different teams. So they're going to work on different packages, but it's not like they script and game plan. Um, like they know that San Francisco runs more up tempo. So they're going to, you know, on offense. So they're going to work on that with their defense, but they're not game planning. So I think that was a big deal, but there still were turnovers. Now I've got to get to what was gigantic to me. I have been preaching. Um, well, let's be fair. Josh McDaniels, since he and Dave Ziegler arrived has been preaching um, consistency. And I've been preaching that we're seeing it since the season ended. And 
I overall, I told you last week in the first practice, I uh, that San Francisco, that the you know the the Raiders won it, and if I had to describe it, it would be a you know seventeen fourteen game. I thought the Raiders won today as well. They came out in one on ones and and looked okay. They you know they won it, but it was not a blowout or a domination at all. Then Max Crosby and other veterans begin to really get loud. And um, matter of fact, I talked with Max about it. I'll put that video up later. But um, and he said something that clicked in me. We have a standard here. Now I want you to hear me because in four years of covering the Raiders, I've never seen this. I've seen them get leads and blow them. I've seen them get leads and the other team comes back and they and they eke out a victory. But they have come in off a great training camp and they were winning. And remember, I talked to you ad nauseum about how the Raiders in the past have played up or down to their competition. And Max and his teammates begin to, this is unacceptable. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say some things that were said because I know a lot of kids and other people watch this and I want to be respectful of that. But let's just say um, they made it clear to their teammates, you're not playing to the blankety blank system. Don't bring that blank out on this field. Now, in the past, when the Raiders were winning, the mentality was, okay, we're winning. Today, and this was gigantic, and it wasn't just Max. You saw leaders on this team. This isn't good enough. Okay, they could have said, hey, we're winning. Good job. No, it, this isn't good enough. We're better than this. And the Raiders came out and won the practice. Now, I would have said today was a 24-21 win. But for you people that have a memory at all, When's the last time you saw a Raider team get angry when they were winning and not playing good enough? That's a big deal. That's gigantic. That is a team that's recognizing we have a standard. We're not meeting it. That's where championship teams. And I told you guys coming in, I'm looking for consistency. What I saw today was huge. You saw a team that winning but not playing their best was unhappy. Now, I want to go back because if you didn't see my couple of podcasts talking about this week, um, you can go back and watch them. But if you saw them, you're going to remember this. I discussed with you the Raiders weren't playing the Rams. The Raiders were playing the Raiders. They have consistently played down or up to the level of their competition. And I told you the Rams on paper were not as good as San Francisco, although today they look much better. And on a day when the Raiders were not at the level that they have consistently maintained all offseason, and they were winning, it wasn't, well, it's okay, we're winning. It was, we're not good enough. We're playing ourselves. And then they bounce back and again, 24-21, 24-20, um, they won it. And 
But first of all, hats off to the Rams because they came to play today. But hats off to the Raiders because they came into play today too, but they weren't playing the Rams. They were playing their own expectations. They were playing the standard that they've already set. And they didn't like how people played it. And they held themselves to it. And they got better. Um, I would encourage you to go watch all the interviews I'm going to put up from players today because it was very evident and very clear. They weren't happy. And if you're a Raider fan, their unhappiness should make you tonight go out and celebrate with an extra pizza or an extra hamburger or an extra root beer, whatever it is that you want. That should matter to you. That should stick out to you because tonight your Raiders held themselves to a standard and rose back up to it. Now, real quick, what am I looking for tomorrow? I'm going to be looking for some certain things. I want to see them come out with that intensity that they finished with um, at the end. And I think we're going to. I think the Rams peaked. And again, they look good. But I think the Raiders didn't for a full practice. I fully expect to see that tomorrow. Fully expect it. Um, I think tomorrow the Raiders are going to come out angry, hostile, mobile, and agile, and they're going to play that way. And so, again, a lot of good from this practice state, a lot of things that weren't good. And, again, I, I mentioned the some of the out, outside corners, and uh, that was a big deal. But uh, uh, several times the Raiders D probably would have had a sack. So I'm not as concerned as maybe some others are just because – I thought the offensive line did okay today for the Raiders. So there wasn't a lot of plays that you think, gee, I wonder if that was live, if the quarterback would have got rid of it. But there were several with the Rams. And so that's going to be really interesting to see. I'm going to be watching that really closely. Just going to continue to watch maturation. We saw some guys get a few reps, um, you know, Hunter and others. But I'm going to be looking for that kind of stuff. That's where my eyes are going to be tomorrow. But, again, the gigantic takeaway is the Raiders were winning and were pissed because they weren't playing to their standards. And Raider Nation, that spells consistency. Now, it still is only August. They haven't played a second preseason game. But you win consistency one day at a time. And today they won it again. And I think that's the story here in California. And so, again, thank you for listening. I'm Hondo Carpenter. So many of you are subscribing, sharing, and enjoying the podcast. Just want you to know how much I appreciate you. And also just want you to know, I know you have a lot of places you can go for information. Thank you for choosing to come here. So I'm Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, the Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thank you for listening today. We'll have plenty more analysis for you tomorrow from the second practice. And then don't forget on Friday, our podcast will be what to look for in Saturday's game. Thanks everybody for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. Consistency was the name of the game and you got it out of your silver and black today. See you tomorrow.